Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Dave Fink. Dave is the founder and CEO of Posty, a modernized direct mail channel management platform that helps today's consumer brands find new and innovative ways to market themselves while breaking through the noise of competition. With over 20 years of experience in marketing and hundreds of millions of dollars in ad revenue generated, Dave has launched some of the biggest celebrity-owned startups, as well as helped countless brands create viral sensations. As a consumer internet and technology entrepreneur, Dave is most engaged when leveraging emerging technologies and simple ways to solve real-world problems. Today, Dave and I are going to be chatting about the importance of direct mail marketing and how this not-so-old-fashioned marketing tactic can catapult your brand to success in today's digital age. We'll learn what works from Dave's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some businesses just miss the mark. Dave, welcome. So happy to have you here today. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. But what I love to always start off is, and we were talking about this a moment ago, you've had a long and storied career. What got you to here today? The more weeks and months and years that go by, it becomes a crazier and crazier story. But I think the most direct answer is I graduated college, you know, 27 years ago or something like that with a degree in psychology, thinking I was going to go and get an advanced degree and become a therapist or be in some kind of helping profession and made a very quick year one post-grad U-turn and decided that I wanted to learn more about the business world. At that time, I was living in Chicago, I think it was 1999. And the internet was just becoming a thing. And when I looked around the range of friends I knew in town we were working at, one of them was working at a fast-growing startup in Chicago in the marketing technology sector. And I had no applicable skill sets that would mirror with you know getting hired by a tech startup, but they were hiring a dozen people a week in entry-level positions and threw out a resume. And next thing I knew, I was on the path. And that led to his exposure that I wouldn't have gotten if I had gone and worked a big corporate job. And I really just got bit by the entrepreneurial bug very, very fast. I was engaging with lots of different startups because we are a marketing technology platform that partnered with the full stack of of brands ranging from the biggest CPG brands in the world all the way down to early stage startup. And when I saw how fast some of these entrepreneurs were coming up with an idea, leveraging technology, getting to market and building really big, meaningful companies... I didn't know how to do it, but I knew I had to learn. And the better part of, you know, nearly three decades, aligning myself with really smart companies and entrepreneurs and thought leaders, and just tried to soak up as much as I could so that I could have an opportunity at some point to start building companies as well. And that's where I am today. And you now have Posty. I do. I do. So a moment ago, we were talking and we're going over, you know, what you're doing and you made something very clear. You said, we are not an agency and you were very, very clear about that. So what is the difference? What is it that y'all are doing? And and I understand it's a technology platform, but you're providing a solution for brands that some would see in the old days of, oh, an agency or a platform would be connecting it. How do y'all work? Sure. I think the the kind of core differentiation between agency and a technology platform is an agency 
I mean, that's a multi, multi tens of billions of dollar industry. I mean, agencies are really valuable and important. You know, I think of agencies as organizations built on knowledge and execution. And that's certainly required in a world where no company can hire every talent that they need to execute everything they need to execute. And so relying on partnerships with firms that specialize in things like media buying or brand and storytelling and brand development are really important. You know, our perspective is, you know, we're technologists first. And so when we think about Posty as a technology platform or really any technology platform, it's more about leveraging modern technology and product to enable the users of that technology to accomplish goals or be better at execution and achievement in various areas. And so with Posty, there are a lot of different ways that you could choose to tackle the direct mail channel. And there are companies that choose to do it themselves. They hire big teams and those teams range from, you know, procurement, you know, people that are buying paper and ink and managing relationships with, you know, printing press companies. There are data scientists or BI people that have to work with data on both you know, the modeling and targeting side or on the measurement side. Um, yeah, there might be technologists that are building dashboards and integrations with various internal tools. Then you have the agency set is typically built on you know, knowledge and a bunch of people that execute on the full scope of direct mail you know, in our world for clients. And there's a tremendous value there. Oftentimes their knowledge is what's proprietary. And so they can be a bit more black boxy from time to time because they need to protect what's there and their knowledge and how to execute and their partners are a competitive advantage for them. And so in those cases, sometimes it's about getting great results, but it's not necessarily about the brands that leverage agencies don't always get the opportunity to learn as much, but they may not be an area that they need to learn. There are so many areas of excellence that companies need to develop. You know, with a technology platform like Posty, it really is about putting the tools in the hands of advertisers. And our philosophy growing up in a digital world was there certainly is a use case for agencies on top of social channels like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Snap or search agencies on top of Google or display agencies on top of a platform like DB360 or the trade desk. But then there's this whole set of brands that also want to work to develop that, that knowledge and excellence themselves. And so they hire experts at Facebook media buying and Instagram media buying and email management, CRM or SMS. And we want to be able to empower those brands to have the same sophistication and tools to manage the direct mail channel with as much, you know, dynamicness and, and optimization and performance. We also power agencies. So we work with the big agency holding companies. We work with smaller agencies. We work with digital marketing agencies who are looking to expand their offering. But in those cases, our relationship is with the agency. We're, we're giving them the tools to be sophisticated in their offering to their client and user. So in all cases, we really think about posting to empower agencies, brands with technology, software, and data so that they can think about this channel no differently than they think about any of their digital channels. And so when you are working with a company for a brand and you are explaining, hey, this is today's direct mail, not yesterday's, what does that mean? Like, what is the different approach that we're taking now versus the days gone by of having a full mailbox that is just dreadful and is it better now to actually have a hard, tangible thing you're touching versus the thousands of emails that come in your inbox that just get wiped away with a delete? 
Look, that's a great question. And I think the answer is is always kind of all of the above, right? The companies that do the best job of engaging prospects and their existing customer base, I think are those that aren't fixating on the specific channel, but thinking about the customer and the ability to engage in authentic ways consistently, repetitively to build a relationship with those customers. And if you're a retail location, you you have an opportunity to engage with them in real world. If you're a digital brand, you have to engage with them through a website and user experience. But regardless of whether you're a brick and mortar, omni-channel, digital, native, you know, in all cases, a lot of the communication is around your marketing. And some of that is you know, customer acquisition. Some of that's messaging existing customers and helping reinforce the value proposition that your service or product is delivering. Some of that is thinking about how you unlock more knowledge and insights from all the data that you're able to capture and, and about you know how why consumers are engaging with your brand or not. And so It's not so much about better paper and better ink, although we do think that the tangible experience of engaging, you know, in your own home with a piece of paper, telling a story, creating emotion, et cetera, does complement all the digital options as well. It's more about that direct mail is a channel that gives you the ability to leverage data, testing, measurement in order to continuously learn and optimize what's working for your brand and how you're communicating with those various different groups of individuals. Mm -hmm. And so for us, obviously we have to enable brands to handle the full stack of what direct mail is, targeting, testing and optimization, measurement, insights, data visualization, production, logistics all those components. But at the end of the day, like the reason why a brand would engage in direct mail is because they recognize that they need to figure out the best mix of media storytelling across all channels that is most effective for their brand. And if you put those tools in a brand's hands, they can very quickly test, optimize, and learn what's working for them. And so that's when we think about the modern approach. It's how do you think about executing Facebook? How do you think about executing Instagram? How do you think about executing search, SMS, email? you should be taking that exact same approach with as many addressable channels as possible. And so what are some of the mistakes that people make when planning these direct mail campaigns? Like, do they think I need to go as far and wide as possible to spread my message versus like getting very succinct and targeted? Or where do you see kind of people make mistakes around their thought processes? I love that question. And it doesn't come up very often. And I should have known with yeah, this specific format is going to come up. Unless you um, have a podcast name, marketing mistakes and how to avoid them. Look, and it's <laughs> funny because I almost think about like mistakes as like, you need to make mistakes if you're trying hard enough, but you just want to avoid mistakes that others have made before you. And so how do you avoid the expensive mistakes that you have access to avoid or access to information to avoid? So one of the big ones that we see, I think across the board is, even with quantitative minded marketers, right? People who think in terms of, I want to test, you know, run my AB creative tests, or I want to think about frequency or different segments, you're using data and math, right? The results from your campaigns to make decisions on what works and what doesn't work. And the math only works if the data sets are big enough to be stable. And I don't want to go too deep down the statistical significance and data science rabbit hole, partly because 
I don't want your audience to fall asleep. And partly because, you know, I'm not a data scientist and we have very qualified data scientists that, that know more information. But, but what I have learned as a marketer is that if you're going into an investment with the hypothesis that you're looking to test and you're structuring, you're being thoughtful and you're thinking about what the potential outcomes are and you have an idea of what a positive outcome or negative outcome is that is going to lead you to spend more, invest more or, or less, you need to make sure that you're structuring those, those tests with big enough reach, big enough budgets and big enough data sets. And in direct mail, that can be a little bit scary because the cost to reach each individual it can be greatly more expensive than the cost to reach someone through search, display, certainly email, which is basically free. The difference is the conversion rates are typically much higher. And so therefore, the number one mistake that we see and that our sales team engages in these dialogues daily, which is as you think about testing this channel, let's make sure that you're really ready to make the investment necessary to come out at the other end of whatever that test that you're looking to learn from with big enough data set so that if you then spend more money or more budget, more investment on kind of future renditions of that initiative, the results will be consistent. Mm-hmm. So that, to, to me, that, that's the biggest one. We could talk for hours on, I think, all the mistakes that I've made as a marketer in the past. It's just a matter of, of how long you want to go. And so, you know, on the opposite of making a mistake on that, What should marketers really be keeping in mind as far as dialing in how best to use direct marketing today, right? Like it's not something that's actually been in the newer marketers toolkit always. And it's something that's, you know, coming back, I think, and I'm hearing more and more about it, especially with technology platforms like yours that are emerging, but how should people be approaching Yeah. And you're absolutely right. It's definitely come rip roaring back. We think about the world in different buckets where we think in terms of emerging brand spectrum all the way up to fortune, you know, 50 brands. And then we think about those brands that maybe haven't even written a personal letter in years or decades, all the way up to those, the consumer lending companies that are spending hundreds of millions of dollars in direct mail. And I think the number one most important takeaway for anyone who's thinking about direct mail is I just don't think you should be thinking about it as direct mail per se. I think you should be thinking in terms of what are the marketing goals that your company, your division, your product has. Mm -hmm. Direct mail is a really unique channel in that it's full funnel, right? It it can be incredibly effective at top of funnel prospecting, right? Mm -hmm. Targeting and acquiring new customers for those businesses that are in hyper growth mode. It's historically been a really, really powerful high-performing channel in in the CRM front, whether you're trying to increase the value of every customer you've already acquired, getting them to engage with other products, purchase more frequently, or whether you're trying to re-engage, you know, labs customers that haven't converted or parts of your lead database that haven't yet converted and become a revenue generating, you know, part of your ecosystem. And now with all of the interactivity between first-party data and activation on platforms like Posty, it's possible to leverage you know, kind of how customers and prospects are engaging with your websites and your mobile apps in order to help you identify how to leverage direct mail to in that kind of mid funnel space. So for me, typically, you know, I want our sales team when they engage with a prospect client to go really deep in the discovery call, understanding like, why are you talking to us? You know, why are you evaluating direct mail at all? Like, don't even worry about posty, but 
what is a marketing need that you're either struggling with, that you've hit a ceiling on in other channels, that you're not getting the results from other channels? What's most important to you? And starting there and then working backwards to, okay, great. What data assets do you have? How do you message this in other channels or the real world? And then evaluating, are there use cases and activations in direct mail that make sense to help you accomplish those goals? I just think any channel, right? It's like, we've gotten so numb to this idea of like, you do Instagram and Facebook because everybody does Instagram and Facebook, but it doesn't mean it's right for every brand or it doesn't mean it should be the leading activation channel for every single brand. Maybe it's complementary to some brands and it's more the lead in other brands. So that's how I would tackle direct mail. And I was going through your bio earlier, right? I know I said consumer and that's what, how I led with it. But in reality with Posty, I mean, you're just as enabled for a B2B initiative, aren't you? For well, like an agency myself, if I wanted to go off and actually target CMOs at different agents, brands, and, you know, agency owners with some sort of collateral piece, I could do that too. For sure. Direct mail can be a and historically has been a really powerful B2B high consideration type marketing tool. And it's used across the board. I mean, in our world, we certainly spend more time thinking in terms of consumer data and building lookalikes and cluster analysis and, and really leaning into data science and machine learning for audience development. In the B2B world, it's more, you know, if you're ta- tackling a more ABM approach where you know, you know you're 200 or 500 or 2000 top prospects and who those individuals are, you know, direct mail can be really effective with some kind of high touch. I mean, I was blown away. We were a fairly distributed company. And so our VP of marketing lives a few states away, but our corporate address received a package cold outreach to our VP of marketing and it was a Kindle. And that Kindle came preloaded. And you're like, holy hell, someone loves me enough to give me one heck of an expensive gift. Yes. It gets your attention. Like it steps up and like a thermos in a big way. Yeah. Right. It's something that gets you to like kind of stop what you're doing. And in this case, I thought it was actually really clever where it was, it was talking about how they had already put a presentation on, on the Kindle and and I can't remember the exact message, but I actually opened up. I felt bad that I opened it. I didn't realize it was even for me, but talk about impactful. Now, is there ROI in that specific initiative? I don't know, but the beauty is it's measurable. Yeah. You know, the 50 people that you sent that Kindle to, you know, the 50 people that respond, you can follow up with other touch points, whether it's SMS, phone call, maybe just a follow-up postcard or a, a handwritten letter. Hey, you got All my Kindle. Out. What'd you think? Did you open it? Did it get yeah. lost in the mail? Let me know. That's right. Guilt us into you. Know, guilt yeah, into guilt is powerful. Someone sent us this glass wall piece that you, with a pen that you could write on and it got, literally I was out of town. So someone in my office grabbed it, of course, yeah. right? You know, and it was mounted on the wall and it became our wall of fame and shame. And like it has a, it's branded with Sharp Spring. We happen to use HubSpot, but smart for Sharp Spring. It's branded. It's on our wall. <laughs> it is a thing that is a centerpiece now in our agency. It even fell off the wall and broke and someone put it back on the wall. There's no one right way to engage your prospects or re-engage your lab's customers or drive you know value with your existing customers. It's a constant approach to being authentic telling the story in as many ways as possible that reinforce, you know, your value propositions, your benefit statements, your differentiators, 
And there are high touch, high impact channels, and there are lower inexpensive, high frequency channels. Facebook, you know, no one's there to be marketed to. You're not going through your Instagram feed, hoping to, you know, discover the next, you know, pair of jeans or yoga pants or shoes or whatever, but the ad rates make it such, and the targeting makes it such that you can engage with the right people and you can do it with high frequency. Direct mail, the cost is a little bit more expensive, but you can be highly engaged with your customer because you're talking about a much lower frequency. The mailbox is not hitting you with 500, you know, pieces of, of marketing mail a day, a week, a month. And the experience and the conversion rates that we see time and time again speak for themselves. Yeah, I would never say like, hey, cut all your the rest of your marketing budget just to direct mail. You have to think about where your customers are engaging, what platforms you know are relevant and allow you to kind of engage with them authentically in that platform and the combination of CRM tools like SMS and email along with demand gen tools like direct mail and TV and radio and out of home and digital display. And, um, and then kind of the re-engagement tools, like, like it's a lot. And that's, I think why we have been so mission driven on efficiency, leveraging technology to make markers life a little bit easier and kind of demystify a channel that historically has been a little bit black box-ish. Right. That makes sense. Well, how can our listeners find out more about Posty? I bet you have a website to direct people to. That's so funny. Yeah. Even though you know, we're a direct mail technology solution, we do have a, a website and we believe in digital marketing too. Um, so our website is www.postie.com. And yeah, we work hard on publishing a lot of great content and tips and recommendations and case studies. So that's a great place to start. We have an amazing team here um, that if you're interested in engaging with us to learn more about Posty or compare us to other ways of engaging with the channel or determining on how to allocate budget and you want to compare to kind of a modern way to handle direct mail, please reach us there and, and we will engage. Wow. David, thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really do appreciate it. Do you have any last words of parting advice to our listeners on how they can truly harness the power of, you know, having something arrive in a mailbox? Yeah. Again, I think it's don't try and step outside of what's already working and what you believe is authentic for your brand. Think about ways to leverage direct mail in a way that accentuates that authenticity. Mm-hmm. So it's not about tips and tactics and tricks. It's about really engaging in a meaningful, authentic way, knowing that it's a much more intimate experience when somebody gets a, maybe a couple bills, a letter from you know a friend, and then a piece of mail from your brand, you just have this really unique opportunity to engage them. And you should, you know, you should think in terms of, again, authenticity and consistency with what's working in the world and what's right for your brand. Well, I really enjoyed speaking with you. I am going to dive back in because if I got so into this power of getting something in my mail, I probably really should revisit that and see how we can leverage that for getting clients. Certainly top of my mind. So thanks for triggering that. And I'm very excited to actually explore this unknown for us frontier because we are very much into the digital space. Um, And I think some tried and true traditional might come in handy. I think you would be impressed. I agree. Thank you again, David. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to 
yet another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. If you are interested in seeing how you can get your brand interwoven into the stories on film and TV that you are having your customers sit at home at night watching, we can do that. Reach out, my agency, Hollywood Branded. Our team is happy to connect and talk to you about product placement opportunities. And I look forward to speaking with you this next week. Have a great one.